I'm Annalise Seaborn, Certified Life Design Coach, and I'm your host here on Wake Your Dream, a podcast about growth and how the ways that you think and act are what create your life. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely husband, Alan. Hey. My conversation partner. Right, babe? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for the episode and we're talking about marriage stuff, so even more appropriate than normal. Even more. (laughs) Always just spot on. You know? Yeah. So uh, today I wanted to talk about kind of a way that we think about our marriage sometimes, and I'm not talking about you and I necessarily, although I'm going to share a little bit later, like one shift that I've seen myself make in this perspective. Okay. But um, sometimes my, I, so in my coaching, I do see mostly individuals, um, but I see them for a lot of different reasons. So occasionally I will see an individual for one-on-one coaching, but their reason is because they have goals for their marriage or goals for their relationship, right? Okay, sure. But I do also see premarital couples, which is really fun, um, you know, for a few sessions before they get married. So to kind of plan out what they want their marriage to look like, that kind of thing. And then I also see married couples now too. Yeah. So I do see, um, or rather hear about as my clients are telling me what they're going through and they're telling me why things are hard or maybe a struggle or what's confusing for them about what they want versus what they're actually getting, that kind of thing. So I can hear sometimes their perspective is this perspective that I wanted to focus on today. Okay. And I think it's probably a lot more common than we as a society or we as people are even really aware of, um, because I think it has to do sometimes with um, I guess like maybe expectations or th- thoughts that we've had about marriage before we actually get married. So the idea, the perspective today is, am I treating my marriage like a stereotype of a marriage or am I treating it like I, as a person, and am, and am, wow, am in a relationship with my partner, this other person? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So am I remembering my husband, you, for instance, I'll bring it to me. For instance. <laughs> my husband, you, <laughs> us. Um, I'm like pointing. No one could see that. Um, so for me, Annalise, I have to remember if if I'm thinking about our marriage or I'm, you know, kind of like trying to work through something or understand something better, it helps me always to remember that I'm interacting with you, Alan. Annalise sure. is interacting okay. with Alan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the person. You're not just a husband. Right. Right. A generic husband that I learned about or whatever that I, you know, heard people's experiences with their husbands. And it's not it's not the same thing. Like these are relationships. And I'm talking to the listener too. like our relationships in life. They're not carbon copies of other people's relationships. Um, they're not supposed to be. It's not like, you know, we can be inspired by other people's stories or we can learn things from the way that other people walk through or navigate their relationships. But to start thinking that my relationship needs to or should look almost exactly like somebody else's relationship, I get caught up in a stereotype. Yeah. And then I'm screwed. And so are you. Right. I mean, right. it's, it's, that's a no win situation because then not only did I stereotype you I stereotyped our marriage and I'm stereotyping myself 
you know, and then you just take the relationship part out. And that that is where I see, I think, a lot of marriages at the root start to kind of divide. The people start to feel separated from each other, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I'm working on that. Yeah, that but makes sense. But it feels like it makes sense. So, yeah. like, what's popping into my head? I'm thinking about a couple of different things. And I'm thinking this is sort of, um, I don't I'm thinking of maybe a couple of examples of yeah. the ways that this plays out where people are, are saying, okay, what do, what does a wife want from a husband yeah. instead of what does Annalise want from Alan? Exactly. Right? That's exactly. And so like, I'm thinking about this is where if you're going for like just general input and advice on your relationship yeah, and you're finding it online somehow, yes. like mm-hmm. in a crowdsourcing what I should do next kind of a way. Yeah. Like Google, TikTok. Yeah. What generally people do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, this person is saying that this is what wives want from their husbands. Yes. Okay, that might end up applying to the actual person that you're married to. Right. But it easily won't, you know, too. So I'm thinking about that. And then I'm also thinking of um kind of a a different version of crowdsourcing instead of more of the anonymous online type of thing, but Mm -hmm. like a get together with your friends and say Hey, yeah. you you relate to me because you and I think a similar way. Right. And there's maybe maybe three or four people in this group and you're thinking, okay, we all have similar perspectives. We right. approach life a similar way. Right. So if we can kind of like combine what our wives want all together, we can come <laughs> up with like the great system the ultimate key (laughs) to figuring out like what our wives want yeah yeah and it's what it feels like right and it's kind of what I you know what I'm thinking of as you're setting up this intro that's what's kind of popping into my head as uh, some of the ways that I think we do this Mm -hmm. you know we do like we want to get a we want to get sort of a solution right we wanted, and so that's where, yeah, like you said, exactly. Yeah. When I was saying crowdsourcing it online, you were saying Googling it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because that is yeah. a great way to solve a lot of problems in our lives. Yeah. Right. It seems you Google like. It. Yeah, you Google it, and part of you, I don't, I don't know if you'll like, uh, relate or like see where I'm going with this, but um, see if you do too as a listener, but. It's like part of it, we want it to be nice and simple. We don't want it to be complicated. When we have a relational thing that starts to be on our radar in our marriage, we want to, we would rather find a hack for it. Sure. I I guess I'm not even thinking about necessarily as a hack, but even if it's a complicated answer Mm, to get some kind of an answer, yes. you know, answer in and, general. I agree. Yeah. You know, and then People like, that too. as I'm talking, I'm realizing, okay, well, if you straight up looked at me and said, Alan, what do you want 
out of our relationship. Give me the answer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't really have you a good answer a for you. You know, I wouldn't have with. a satisfying answer where I would go, yeah. I'm nailing it right on the head exactly what I'm picturing, exactly how I want it to play out. Like, no, that's not, you know. Yeah. That, like, I wouldn't be capable of doing that. Yeah. So if I can't clearly articulate and I'm the person whose needs we're trying to target right, here. You're the only one that could give me that then, accurate information. Right. Then yes. definitely other people couldn't help you yeah. to know me. Yeah. When I don't even fully know me. Yeah. Right. That's where it gets like. This is the I would say, at least in my experience and what I imagine um, other people's experiences are, too. When you're trying to learn about your partner, but your partner doesn't know yet how to verbalize that piece of them to you, like if they're if they're going through a really hard time and you don't know how to comfort them because the ways that you've tried don't seem to help, you know, that can be difficult to navigate in real time together because real time involves you kind of like needing to practice some patience maybe um, and practice just not being the person who fixes the problem, you know? Sure. And I, I tend to relate. I'm, you know, here I will go to generals because I think we've heard these things about the differences between men and women. Yeah. But I tend to relate to men more in this aspect where men tend to be fixers. Yeah. And women tend to just want somebody to listen and and witness them. Sure. And just be there, right? So And that yeah. is inverted in our relationship. Yes. You, you know you want the second and I usually do the first. Yeah. I want yes. someone to be with me and you want yeah. to fix. Yeah. You know? Yes. And yeah, that yeah. does you know, it's like, and if you Googled, I right, know. you're gonna it find it okay not been helpful. if your husband is having a hard time. They're going to want to jump to a solution. Yeah, so like, don't spend a lot of time, don't spend you know, a lot of time maybe wallowing and to make being them... sad about what's going on. Yes. You know, like, but if you're trying, if you're Annalise yes. trying to love Alan, right. that's not the right advice. You know, exactly. It's the exact um, wrong advice. It really and is. What would yeah. happen if I only was doing my idea of what would help you because of the information I'm getting, either from my group of friends or from the internet, what would happen to you is that you would feel further and further away from me. Right. Because even though you're trying though harder trying. and harder and harder. Yes. It's making me feel less and less known and seen. Yes. And so I'm yep. wanting to retreat more, more. Right. When you're going, I'm doing everything I can to try to yeah to be there let me help right? you yeah it really it's a tragic it thing, is tragic you know it it honestly does break my heart because oftentimes i'll see you know i'll see like two people or i'm seeing the one person and they're talking to me about their experience and it's like i i just have to sit back and be like i bet everyone just means so well here yeah and they're just doing the exact opposite things without even realizing it that the other person needs um yeah so, man i'm just i'm I just know, getting right? sad hearing that like no 
because because I can miss. because I can relate to it, yep. right? Because, because we I can relate to it too. We both do that to each other. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. And you know, thankfully I feel like we're more proactive about addressing it now. Right. Like we've we've both kind of realized okay, just because you're doing something that isn't what I need. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're trying not to give me what I need. Yes. It might mean you don't know what I need and you're trying to fill in some blanks and you're trying to do what you think I need. Right. You know, and so thankfully because we sort of had enough of those moments where we figured out like where we would have a breakthrough later in the conversation yes and somebody would say oh that wasn't what you meant when you did this or when you said this you know now it's kind of on our radar more of like right now hang on just because this is what's happening doesn't mean this is what the intention is behind it. it doesn't mean that there's not a willingness to try a different way if a different way would be more effective or right you know and I think we've both um, on that exact, like in that exact context, when you say like later on in the same conversation, sometimes it's like yeah. realizing, oh, where we started this, what I thought you were saying, you weren't saying that. Yeah. Sometimes that happens like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 even minutes yeah. into the conversation. Yeah. So I just want to point that out because um, I used to feel like wow this this is really this is really the a lot of work that it takes to be Mm, in a marriage kind of idea and I'm like it's dawning on me like this is what people talk about when they say it does take effort you know but what I could say from these conversations is you never just left the room and even when I wanted to leave the room I was also trying to stay in the room. And I would just say to whoever's listening, like, sometimes you don't even arrive on the same page at the end of these conversations. And it's okay to leave the room. I was going to say, let me clarify the Mm. leave the room thing, because there there are times where Mm -hmm. one or the other of us will say, I just need to not talk about this right now. I agree. And in that, yeah. Then we do leave the room. I mean, yes, I understand I you're you meaning mean. like metaphorically. Well, right? and I also mean like usually we don't get to that point until we've been in it about half an hour. ish. Sure, and sure. I'm not saying that as a prescription for people. I just think that a lot of people get so uncomfortable. And I know because I've been there and I know because I get uncomfortable like five minutes into something that I yeah, can tell yeah. is like not quite going we are not on the same page. Yeah. Something happened. We missed it. I might have said something. I'm like, what was it? Shoot. It's one of those conversations now. Yeah. yeah. I get so uncomfortable. And I think I just mean staying there long enough to have put in what you have to put in. Yeah. yeah. And also to be doing that work for yourself that you're like willing to discern if I need to take space, I am also willing to communicate that. Yeah. I'm not just going to just leave. That's kind of what I mean. We don't just drop each other like, hey, you're really, um, what's the word I want? You're really inconvenient right now. 
sure. or this is just not going anywhere, so it's not worth my time. It's It doesn't feel like that ever when we need to take space. We're both like willing to at least say it like, like I need this, you know? Yeah, I like that. And I, I appreciate a lot the clarity here. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah, wanted to for bring sure. In. That yeah. makes sense. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about this on a previous episode, but, um, you know, I would say earlier in our relationship, I would say that it was usually me that was pushing us, even when the conversation was uncomfortable, oh, yeah. to Definitely. stay in the conversation. Yep. And my my perspective on it, and this is what I can't remember, I might have talked about this before, but my perspective on that stuff is, um, yeah, this is going to be a really not fun conversation mm-hmm. and it's going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be, you know, a drain, a drain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All those things. But if I think about, okay, we're both in our late thirties. Mm-hmm. So I go, if, you know, statistics play out, right. We, yep. you know, we make it to 80 somewhere in there. Right. Yeah. There's another 40 years. Yeah. That we're going to be mm-hmm. in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I look at it and I go, yep, it's going to be uncomfortable in the meantime to sit and have this conversation. But if we actually address something. Yeah. And it, it removes this being this level of a conflict or pain point or misunderstanding right right. over the course of 40 years like that's going to make a big difference and I'm not willing to not address it because it's uncomfortable right and just live with this for 40 more years right you know and so that has kind of been I think what's taken like now that's kind of the perspective that we have in yeah. these moments. And it's more collective now. I Yeah. I that, needed, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it's more mutual. <laughs> Bad job saying it. No. But that was what I was Yeah. Yeah. And I think for whoever's listening too, like you don't have to be on the exact same page from second one with this stuff. Like Or even at the end of the conversation. At, well, you know of the conversation, yeah. But I think what I mean is like this is how we're going to handle these things oh, okay, like okay. going forward, yeah, right? I gotcha. Um sometimes we want to plan as if what we're doing now is the thing that we this is the way we want to be doing it forever and ever. You know, like sometimes we put that kind of weight on it, like are we navigating it the exact way that we should be? Mm. Um and I just think that I just think that it's it's just important to kind of pull attention to the fact that I was having a very different experience in some ways in those conversations than you were. We were having the same experience in that it was really uncomfortable for both of us. Right. The different experience was that you saw the end game. You saw the long game. Like why this is and worth the it. the worth Yes. Okay. The, why is this worth it? You yeah. you connected with that factor quit more quickly than I did. Mm. And so you modeling that 
being willing to be in it. And, and when you say address it, um, sometimes that, that term, I feel like to me sounds a little bit like, okay, we're going to address this. Oh, okay. But that is not how you handled it. Yeah. You handled it very calmly and willingly. Interesting. Yeah. Like I get what you're saying when I like, yeah, that's never been the connection in my head. But then when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that does sound like, yeah, it's like your boss says we need to address this. (laughs) That's so weird. Yes. Why? I don't know why, because that's not that how you really, never it's not how you handle my it. Mind. So I need to address that in myself. You do need to address that. <laughs> what in the world? I want to be the boss that's weird. for a what, So what would be like a normal thing to say instead of address it? We're going to handle it. Handle it. We're going to handle it together. Like we, there's like a we. I don't know why versus... handle it or like deal with it. That feels more deal aggressive. With it. Deal with it is, is to heavier me. to me. Yeah. Deal that with feels it more is aggressive. not. That's so weird. Yeah. So like those of you who are listening, I bet (laughs) I bet that's kind of interesting to think of how you think about these kinds of like relational issues or hiccups or struggles that you run into with your partner. Um, It's just interesting to think about because the words again, you know, I've I've talked about this idea um, in a lot of the other episodes, but what really helps us grow is how we think. And if we can pinpoint what the words are that we're using to describe an experience, that's going to be really helpful because sometimes those words, we're going to want to replace those when we realize what they yeah, are. Yeah. And I'm not saying you had a problem with addressing. No, I get it. So it's you yeah. want to replace what it means to you. Exactly. You want to replace a word if it that's means a loaded thing yes. to you. So there, yeah. yes, yeah. there I'm not talking about the we part. I'm yeah. talking about the you noticing sure. what you need part. And yeah. that's what I needed I to do. I do want to not actually. use address though now because you're right. It does feel weird. Yeah. I and That's so weird. Yeah. Man. It's very interesting. Okay. Because again, like I want to say my experience was discomfort and I was pretty convinced from like old relational hurt and like stuff like that, stuff that doesn't have to do with our marriage, but it's like patterns from before that. Um, I was used to the person eventually not caring about me, not caring about my experience, not wanting to put the time in and the other person just kind of giving up. Sure. So I didn't want to invest all of the time if I was just going to be abandoned in the middle of it anyway, and have that experience of being abandoned, like reinforced. So my discomfort was like, I don't even know if this is really going to work out. It wasn't that I didn't trust you. It was that I had this like old experience just kind of be like, well, that was my evidence. Right. Right. You know, that was just how you thought of the world. And I didn't realize it though. I want that to be clear too. Like I, all I knew was I'm really uncomfortable with this conversation and I need to just get it over with as nicely as possible. Yeah. That was my original pattern when it came to this stuff. Yes. As nicely and quickly. Sorry, I thought I actually said that. You might have. Nicely and quickly? I don't know. I meant to. I didn't think so, but I don't know. Well, you're dead on that. Good thing we have a recording. We'll find out. (laughs) I bet you're right. Um, But I needed to kind of evolve. Because again, you can hear it right there. I didn't plan for this, but I was basing interacting with Alan, with you, 
I was basing that on a different person who had been in that role for me before. Sure. And I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And if I hadn't so you're like, taken the this time. This is what people are like in this yes. romantic relationship, right? You, you have to appease your partner as quickly as possible and then just get out of there and take care of your own self after. Because yeah. yeah. they're not going to take care of you. Right, right. Like, and it was just this weird pattern to real A, to even realize I had it. And B, to start realizing I needed to let you in and let you be you, not just husband or partner. Or whatever. Right, I right. wasn't married before, but right. Yeah. I was in a very serious relationship before. Yeah. It was like I, I needed to notice that I was pushing, pushing communication away. I won't say pushing you away. Um, even Even if I was doing that, my point here is like, I wasn't even willing to engage in communication because of something else. Sure. But yeah. it didn't really have to do with you. Yeah. So I I kind of had a wake up call for myself in this. Like, am I making our marriage a stereotype, <laughs> you know, of maybe yeah. past relationships that I've had? Or am I making this an actual relationship where I'm relating to you more practically and more intentionally and I'm willing to be who I want to be more and more. Because honestly, cutting off the conversation, it was not who I wanted to be. I would always regret sure. not giving the honesty. And I'll give myself credit that I really, I really worked on being in with both feet pretty quickly into that as you were modeling this way of being safe, I guess, yeah. emotionally for me to be in this longer conversation with, even when you didn't get it, I didn't feel you leave, uh -huh. I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, those of you who are listening too, sometimes we pull our emotional self away from our partner when we're frustrated or confused and we just start self-protecting. And just catching when you're doing that and noticing that as you give yourself the respect to be real with yourself about what you're feeling, but also to be honest with your partner, that's actually respecting yourself. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting because those little tweaks really help you continue to try to connect instead of like separate. Yep. That so, makes sense. yeah, anyway, it wasn't really supposed to be all about communication, but clearly the communication part happens a lot. Well, I mean, and it's either a bid to communicate yeah. or actually having the conversation. Right. And what it you know, the the reason that this topic is significant is because it affects the way you communicate. Right. Right. right? right. And the way that you act. But communication is a big component of, yeah, you know, what you, the picture that you have right. of somebody else in your head, it affects the way that you act, but also the way that you communicate. Yeah. So I think it makes sense yeah. to, you know, to, I guess, talk about more how it plays out rather than yeah. how it shows up in the first place. I don't know if that distinction is clear, but... Talking about how it plays out, hopefully, is kind of illuminating what the impact of seeing your partner as who they are. Yeah. Um, what that is. Yeah. You're either seeing them as themselves or you're seeing them as a stereotype. And if I was getting in my head during those conversations about 
how, you know, like the husband and wife need to be one, quote unquote. So that means we have to be on the same page. And if I can't get you on the same page, then maybe I'm not being a good wife and X, Y, Z, right? Those are really damaging stories to be telling ourselves in our marriage. Like your marriage is, it's something that nobody else can make decisions in but you and your partner. You know what I mean? You and your partner are the ones that decide what the culture of you guys feels like and what the atmosphere is like in your home and what you, how you want these dynamics to go. And if you want something to change, you get to talk with your partner about it. So that kind of brings me to um, sort of this other, I made a little list of like ways to relate, not stereotype. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, this kind of leads into what I was just saying kind of leads into this first point, which is ask your partner what you do that helps and what doesn't help. And this is not, I want to be very clear here. And probably give them like ask yeah. it and say get back to me tomorrow yeah give or them you time. know like <laughs> like not on the if, spot yeah i'm just thinking on the spot i don't think i could come up with much yeah but as i kind of right. marinate it right and I'll, that's that's part of what this is for i'm like miming like stirring a big yeah. pot it's like an <laughs> like, ongoing thing it is and it's like am i even inviting mm. um which is actually the next point but it's like oh. am i even asking you or am i just like leaping to conclusions right right um or am i asking the question to say i'm open to feedback but then i'm not but i if you can't give me an answer right away then we just move on like instead of saying no i genuinely want to know the answer to this question yes and that is a personal choice to make if you're the one asking um part of that is that you're inviting your partner to let you into their brain because you don't know you you don't know probably at least part of the experience that they're having that's leading to this dynamic right so you're like so confused why why is what I'm doing not helping right so when you ask them hey what do I do that helps and what do I do that doesn't help like stop banging your own head against the wall if you haven't even involved your partner in helping you help them right because everybody actually does want to feel that they get to give input in what help even is sure and you've taught me that a lot alan like and i've really appreciated your patience with that because i do want to help but sometimes i get a little blinded with like what i think help would be for you right and i for i have forgotten to ask and it doesn't feel good to either one of us because I'm spending tons of energy on stuff that's not even helping. Right. And you're meanwhile kind of feeling a little bit um, steamrolled. Yeah. And not seen. Yeah. So I have had a, these ways to relate, not stereotype. Like I have had to practice these and um, I get to work with my clients on this type of thing too because you're customizing it kind of to what your own, where do you fall into stereotyping your partner or stereotyping yourself where you're holding yourself on the hook for these like weird standards that are not even who you want to be as a partner right so asking your partner what you do that helps and what you do that doesn't help and this is purely for information this is not a to-do list Mm. 
don't don't put that pressure on yourself or your partner. You're just asking for information. And yeah. so that's a very helpful just pop take the pressure off. Um another way to relate not stereotype is when you find yourself acting from assumptions and this is similar to the first one but when you find yourself mainly interacting with your partner from assumptions like oh they're kind of huffing around they must be mad i wonder if they're mad at me they're probably mad at me and then like what did i do right so then you'd start changing how you act you're like well i don't want to get in their way i'm going to go in the other room but meanwhile back at the ranch like you didn't have any kind of an interaction with them right to ask them what are you experiencing right now i'm kind of sensing are you going through something i just want to make sure we're good and that you're good like you know yeah i can tell something's up if you don't want to tell me cool but i i want you to know i sense that right so where you're inviting and involving your partner in the process of you realizing you're in this story in your head Mm. right you're like hey can you give me a word on that like is that accurate so yeah yeah that's great so then the third one um and there were just three here the third way to relate and not stereotype is notice what you've been telling yourself about the relationship so noticing how you've been generally feeling about your marriage how you've been generally feeling about your partner um, and I kind of put here too, like take, you're taking the temperature basically. Sure. You're kind of like, am I cooling on this or am I feeling like it's warm? Like we're connected. Warm would be connected. Cooling would be like, we're starting to feel like we're drifting. Yeah. And where you're doing, you're building that noticing in for yourself as just sort of a maintenance thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of building that awareness in like, I don't know, um, we're very daily creatures. There's a lot that can happen in a week. You know, um, yeah. we go through a lot more highs and lows and experiences and stuff than we really give ourselves time or care for. We don't tune into ourselves near enough, I feel like, um, in these healthy ways, at least. Right. So this is a really cool way, I think, of just sort of noticing, am I drifting into this feeling, you know, when we start to feel distant from another person, it's because we're not really involving them anymore in, so, in the same ways. And sure. you can test, maybe it's time, maybe it's, maybe you guys are in a different chapter or you're emerging into a different season of your relationship and you just need to have a different type of conversation than you've been used to having. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I feel like sometimes people, and I know that I have fallen into this too, and some of my clients um, can relate to this too, but it's like, sometimes we're scared to change our minds. Sometimes we're nervous to have a new conversation or ask a new question. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, you, you picked somebody to do life with, and I'm not talking about extremes where there are actual real big issues in the relationship. I'm talking about the everyday stuff that does either make us feel connected or starting to drift. And that's that's the part that I think this point really helps with is like, I just want to take the temperature in myself and sort of notice where I feel. And if I am wondering about my partner, 
again, building in questions, remind myself I can ask, you know, mm-hmm. questions are a really big deal when it comes to connecting with any other person. So it's really funny when we stereotype our marriage. I have done this where it's like things I would totally do in my friendships. It doesn't even cross my mind sometimes to do them in my marriage. Sure. And this point, I definitely wanted to say, um, but I do feel like we're kind of winding up here. So this point is very interesting. Um, In my marriage, so this is something that you've told me before. Um, I get kind of plan-y, right? Like I tend to plan. I tend to, I'm a future-oriented thinker. It's part of my personality. And I've had to realize that about myself, just awareness. It's not bad, but it's good awareness for me because what I was doing was I was starting to get the feel for you earlier on in our marriage, like the first within the first three years, something like that. Um, for context, we'll be married for 10 years this April. So, um, yeah. which is wild, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I was starting to leave you out of group plans or when people would reach out to me like, hey, would love to have you come over, would love to have you do these things. Just because I knew it probably wasn't really your thing. I was starting to like figure that out. Sure. And so I was starting to sort of pre-shield you from the stress of extra social stuff. Uh huh. So what ended up happening is I would have like seven plans in a week and you'd be like, you you started to feel like, hey, I like I get it, but even if I don't want to be involved in it, I do want to know about it because right now it feels like you have a totally different life than me. Sure. Yeah. So what's interesting is even though, you know, fast forward to present day, even though there are plenty of things that I go out and do and enjoy that you just wouldn't enjoy, yeah. at least I've kind of worked on like sharing that with you more proactively and not feeling so self-conscious that like, oh no, like I'm doing this thing, I'm leaving you behind. Like there were some weird little guilt things that I had to start reconciling in me because you were trying to teach me who you are and what you needed. And you're like, and you said this to me, you said, Hey, I wish, I wish you would get to know me instead of trying to figure me out. Yeah. And oh my word. I think that's I think that's an exact quote. Like yeah, I do that's too. stuck with yeah. me. Yep. And I wonder for those of you who are listening like I think that we can all relate to being both of those people. Yeah. To being the person the other person you know tried to figure out instead of got to know and vice versa that we've done that too to our right. partner. Right. I mean it's just something to realize too about why relating taking these conscious steps to relate and connect instead of to stereotype and assume and just create these like formula more ways of handling things like, well, I do what I hit those three boxes. Why are you not okay? Right. Right. It's like, like you're women like flowers and chocolates and cards, you know? And so you go, all right, so I got to do all those things. Well, I know if I'm going to get you a special thing, yeah, it needs to be the seafoam from the <laughs> candy store downtown, Dude, right? That's ideal. And yeah, it it's needs, good. I mean, I don't know, needs to be, Not but, needs to be. but I'm saying like that, right. 
is what communicates to you. Yes. I thought of you and I went out of my way to get you something that I knew you would enjoy. Yeah. You know, and it's yes. like, like if one, I one birthday you got me, you went to an art store and got me like six different types of pen. Yeah. And it was like the sweetest, most thoughtful thing. And that's just the thing. You did it because you know me. Right. Like nowhere. If you somebody was like best birthday present for wife. Right. If you Google, you're never (laughs) coming up with that. You know. Right. But I knew you like doing like that was a you haven't you know, you've been through a lot of different phases with your crafting. Right. And so for the longest time you were um, you were making cards like yeah. uh greeting card thank you stuff. i didn't yeah I, w- I thought greeting but i was like yeah i don't know that feels kind of weird but i know yeah so a, greeting yeah. cards yeah. and you were making like birthday cards and right. thinking of you cards and stuff like that yeah and so you were doing some hand calligraphy and you were right. kind of messing with that right and so it's like during that window like right now you're into book binding. Yeah, like and very so, freshly. Yeah. It's yeah. really but cool. But you're making yeah. these like little journals yeah. and you can make them out of whatever paper and whatever. So if I'm yeah. if I'm wanting to get you something right now, right. There's a little book press that I know you really yeah. want. Yeah. You know, and like that communicates. Yeah. I'm thinking of you. I'm engaged with your life. Right. And I know that this is something you would really enjoy. Right. You know, and so it's like, again, a book press, pens, you right. know, right. this seafoam from this one spot. Like, I'm not yeah. going to find these answers if I'm searching what will my wife really like? What's yeah. something to make my wife feel thought of? But when I stop and say, what can I do to make Annalise feel yeah. thought of? Yeah. Well, then that that answer becomes a lot different and things become yeah. a lot clearer. Well, you know, I love that you said clearer, too, because when things are clearer, they're they're easier. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not like effort wise all the time, but they're a lot easier to step into and and believe that you know what you're doing. Sure. And it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get kind of caught up with like, well, I want to have, I want to give a gift that we can tell our small group and they're going to be impressed or we can tell our family and they're going to be like, oh my word, that's such a cool, right? or we can post that online and everyone's going to be like, wow, that's so over the top. That's amazing. Right. Or like, look how intentional. Oh, they're next level. Their relationship is next level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make a point that like, this is the thing that every wife would want. Right. Right. I'm, I'm communicating to you. I see you. Yes. Right. And I don't care and you don't care if this would be a good gift for yeah. someone that lives across the street, right? It's like, well, that's not who... Or did it right on the top 10 of yeah, gifts right. that you're yeah. supposed to, you know... But it's like, that's yeah. not who I'm in a relationship with, right? right? I'm not in a relationship with the generic right. idea of a woman, 
Right. Right. And so that's kind of like Mm -hmm. at the very beginning when you first mentioned the topic. Yeah. I was thinking about and I I didn't bring it up because I didn't know the direction we were going here. Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking like, man, if I think back to being. Let's say early teen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You think about what was like common knowledge yes of like this is how you impress girls yeah right yeah and so right you think of things like doing really um risky yeah like <laughs> uh what like i don't know risky like over the top just kind of reckless stupid stuff yes and you th- you think attention Anybody looking at oh, someone good. who's doing yeah. something weird is like because these girls are are impressed, right? Right. And you so think attention means impressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you know, you think like I can remember yeah. like people would say scar. Anytime you get a scar, they're like, ooh, the girls are gonna really like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But I think in a lot of ways, like we kind of still carry some of that stuff. A hundred percent, like more than we think. So like for those of you who are listening to, you got to know, like I had to get very real about figuring some of that out. Like what are these inner storylines or whatever that I'm still operating by? Because it's very surprising. I learned. When I was a kid, yes, subconsciously that I, I still this, believe that right? I still believe, and that I'm still holding kind yeah. of in comparison with my actual relationship and yeah. my actual partner. Yeah, and like if good. you if you think about it that way, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that we all have these assumptions that we remember thinking, yeah, oh, this is the ideal Valentine's date. Right. Yes. This is the ideal version of a sex life. Right. This is the ideal, you know, I don't know. Think about all different kinds of stuff. You probably had a lot of those things that you thought like you had, quote unquote, figured out like this is what the ideal is. This is what I'm shooting for. And then some of those things when you actually get into them. the situation yes. you're like oh this actually isn't like right you know on paper or in theory this was a great idea but you know what it turns out we actually like this little hole in the wall restaurant yeah and it's like more special to us than this really fancy like place like black tie dress up yeah whatever. Like, like we're just kind of more casual people we yeah. Don't, you know, we like food that the flavors match who we are. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But, like I'm in a food mood. I want it to be like this type of thing. I don't want it yeah. to be a generic stereotype type of nice dinner. I yes. want it to be the kind of dinner I want it to be. And I just, I think there's a lot yeah. of things where we get some ideas locked into our head. Yes. And it, you know, the reason I didn't bring it up at the yeah, beginning, because really I don't f- like, 
I don't think of that as a generic or stereotype, even though as we're talking about it, I'm like, I think it really is. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it's kind of some of the stuff that, I don't know, kid me decided or you pick up from watching movies or TV shows or reading books or totally, you know, and I just, I just think about there's so many things that if I, if my goal was to do something that, you know, 55% of women in the world would go, yeah, I like that. Yeah. But it's not. I'm married to one person. Yes. And so. Don't make it so hard. Yeah. Like if I'm trying to do the mass appeal thing, but it misses you. Yeah. Then I'm screwing up. Right. You know? And. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's. that's I think that's really good. And I know that we've um, spent um, a good amount of this conversation, like talking about, you know, like two specific examples, you know, like uh, the conversation when you're having a disagreement um, and also the like, you know, the preferences like gifts or sure. dinner, stuff like that. Um, I don't want it to seem to anybody listening like I'm downing any of those choices or like we're saying, oh, yeah, like having a nice suit and tie thing is so dumb. That's not what we're doing. What we're saying is like there's hopefully you can hear it. It's like, what are you connecting with as a person? And what does your partner connect with as a person? And have you even revisited why some of the things that you do are regular things? Are you both enjoying it? Are you both feeling represented in those things? And even the gifting, it's like, it's not bad to get chocolates and flowers. It's not bad to like that. Um, It's really more, did I decide I like it? Does my partner know that's because I like it or because it's just expected? Right. Yeah. Because what we don't want to feel in our marriages is like we're just walking around trying to do what's expected. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel that way. And I think that puts way too much pressure that doesn't even belong in a marriage. It puts that on your relationship. So it's actually way simpler and way more of a relief to be yourself more and more in your marriage. And if you want to shake things up or shift things around a little bit because you realize you haven't been fully being yourself, like, I think just give yourself permission to bring it up. You know, your partner can't read your mind either, just like you can't read theirs. And it it causes a lot of energy loss when when you try (laughs) and you don't involve them. So again, just like ask the simple question and notice you might have a lot of feelings behind that question because it might have been a really long time since you've approached your relationship this way. Sure. And that's possible. But what if you don't, what if you don't need to worry about it so much? What if you can actually interact with your partner in a totally different way, very simply by like, ask a new question, tell them a new thing about you, ask them if they knew that about you. I think we make assumptions about our, what our partner even knows about us. And then yeah. we get frustrated and mad that they're they missing it. Know, right? right. And I did that a lot. Yeah. And I continue to need to check my temperature. Like, am I doing that? Because I think it's those reasons why we drift away. Mm. I, I really do. So yeah. hopefully this, um, yeah, 
hopefully this is helpful, um, you connected to them as a real person in the beginning. And there's something really cool about reminding yourself of that all throughout your married life together. Reminding yourself they're, they're a real person. They might not be at all like the f- person they were when I met them. And I might not be the way I was when we first started. Right. But let's relearn because they're a real person and I'm a real person. Let's try this again. Yeah. You know? And it's yep. kind of a cool invitation there. So, yeah, I, I hope this was helpful. It was kind of an interesting perspective topic, but I think it's really important. It does come up a lot in relationship work. And, um, yeah, just remember, like, the things that you want your partner um, to treat you like are probably the things that they want, too. And it probably has a lot to do with being seen and understood mm. and, um, yeah, and appreciated, right? So if... If something that you heard today really does kind of hit home for you and you want more like it, do go to my link, www.linktree.com backslash Coach Annalise. That's A-N-N-A-L-I-E-S-E. And um, that does include as well the button where you can schedule your free um, hour-long discovery chat with me. So that's like an over-the-phone or Zoom. Um, I love meeting people that way. I love to hear about you kind of what you're going through, what sparked your interest in that. And then you can kind of see if coaching with me might be a good fit for you. But my whole point is that I, I really hope you live more free and more authentically and way less anxious. And I hope that you pick some things today that really make you feel more like you. And looking forward to seeing you next time. 